If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world, and each has the potential to be unstoppable. <clears throat> it's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chapin Stark. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the studio. I am Lindy Chapin-Start. I am your host today and every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And we are here to talk about wonderful things today instead of in our usual space of marketing and advertising and making your small business grow, grow, grow. Um, we are viewing my dear friend and cohort in this industry of ours, Deborah Duffy Hayes. And she has Deborah Hayes Advertising. And Deborah, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> it's good. Yay. We're so excited to have you here in the studio. Um, so there's just so much to chat about today. I mean, you and I are, we've been doing this for how many years now? Or are we going to tell our age if we say? <laughs> we've been doing it since we were 12. Exactly. Exactly. And we've been doing it together since we were 16, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so tell tell everybody a little bit about Deborah Hayes Advertising and what it is that you do in your studio. Well, Deborah Hayes Advertising, we um, specialize in design and advertising and branding. And uh, most of our clients are real estate developers and um, student living. Um, but we have many different clients. Those are just the one, the big ones. And we do it from, the, you know, coming up with your overall branding to the smallest things such as, you know, signage and Snapchat filters. Love it. Have you seen social media be like, a huge part of what you do nowadays. Yes, definitely. Social media is is growing, and uh, we're doing more and more advertising on social media for all of our clients on Facebook, Wonderful. Twitter, every yes, every social media outlet out there. Um, so we we're not really here to talk. Uh, as much about business as we are just again to Deborah's roots and get to know you as a, a person and an entrepreneur and a mom and you know you have a you have a big life and big dreams and big things that you do and you started doing all of this reason so what did you how did that all start what did you want to be when you grew up well uh, it had nothing to do with advertising when I grew up I wanted to be a nurse <laughs> <laughs> because my, oh my mom and my yeah my mom and my grandmother were both nurses and well my mom was a nurse's aide but my grandmother was a nurse and I kind of romanticized that I saw them as you know heroes which they are um, and uh, but then as I got a little older and I really started enjoying um, my dad got me into reading about current events and everything and I really thought I wanted to be a journalist. And uh, so that's what I went to college for. And when I was uh, a requirement for the, you know, being a journalist major is taking an advertising 101 class. And I just fell in love with it. I thought this would be a great way for me to make a living off of my quirky way of thinking. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> changed, I changed major to um, communications arts with a minor in marketing, and uh, that's what my bachelor's degree was in, is in. Oh, how fun. Okay. Well, how, okay, so here's, here's a silly question. So going back to the, the days when you changed your major and started doing communications, uh, communications 101 or advertising 101, what was it? I mean, was there a particular thing that kind of stood out to you that just kind of really tripped your trigger? One lecture, one moment in time. Just learning uh, about how these ad agencies 
came up with the concepts behind these famous ad campaigns, studying the VW campaign, uh, the ancient one about selling you a lemon and things like that. And uh, I just thought the way that they got from the beginning, the initial concepting of these campaigns to this product was just fascinating to me. And I still enjoy that process so much. I know it's it's wonderful. You and I have had the chance to sit around a conference table many a day and and concept campaigns, haven't we, with our team? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. So I think that's so, my, fa- my favorite part. It's fun. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Um, well, I mean, what, was there something about a nurse that ultimately turned you off after you, or was it just seeing the you know, the fun in advertising and like you say, it it playing to your quirky side. I'm not sure why I stopped wanting to be a nurse. I was a candy striper at a hospital and I really wasn't doing that. Candy stripers were these young volunteers. I think I was 15. And you just, uh, Mm -hmm. you work in a hospital and you go and you help the patients and read to them and bring them books and you bring, um, you know, you deliver meds back and forth. I don't know if they could still do it now. This was like 200 years ago, but uh, they might not let a 15-year-old carry, you know, the plasma to surgery anymore. But uh, they did back then. <laughs> no, I think that's far without, far out, uh, outside of hospital policy these days. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I know both of your parents. So what did they when you switched your major? Oh, they they really, I mean, as long as I enjoyed what I was doing and I was, you know, trying my hardest, I think they were with anything that I did. Oh, that's good. They were very supportive. I love that. So your mom mom and um, grandmother, it sounds like, were huge influences. And were there any other people who influenced you, any other women specifically? Not so much when I was younger. As I uh, after I graduated, and I went, I moved. I graduated at University of Texas in Arlington, and uh, moved out to Atlanta, Georgia, to go to the Portfolio Center, which is uh, mm-hmm. a two-year program where, where uh, people who actually work in the ad industry come in and they teach classes, and it's very um, they teach you uh, about <clears throat> everything, design and uh, copywriting and you know you can kind of focus on various areas of advertising and I was focusing on art direction and um, these professionals in the business would come and teach classes and it was it was really great to learn from people who were actively doing what they were teaching about and um, and they had you know great advice and one of the teachers out there uh, um, B.A. Albert. Well, I don't know if she taught there or if I just met her through Portfolio Center. But I, when I graduated from there, I started freelancing, and she was the first person to hire me to work at the Morrison Agency as a team with um, a good friend of mine, Kevin McKelvey, who was a copywriter, usually uh, an mm-hmm. art director and a copy a copywriter work in team as a team of two, and a, the art director works on everything visual, and the copywriter works words, and then together they work on the concept of um, an ad or campaign or whatever you're working on. So anyway, she had hired us as a team and I just thought she was the bee's knees. I thought she was, and I still do, <laughs> so brilliant. She knew everybody in the industry. She played golf, which I was ultra cool <laughs> and, uh, and uh, fished and everything. Anyway, she was really very smart and she taught me at an early, early on in my career to set egos aside and just to focus on the work it's the best work, you know, don't sit there and try to take credit for your part in it. Don't uh, get your feelings hurt if something doesn't work, you know, things like that. And um, she just taught me a lot. Yeah, that's wonderful. I've had the privilege of meeting B.A. While, while we were working. I guess it was at her office at one point. She's a, a wonderful woman. I so admire her. Um, so, so you started out working at agencies. And you kind of moved on to doing your own thing and having your own agency. What 
What was it that prompted you to do that? Well, part of the lure of advertising was that you could do freelance, you know, as you could work at an agency or do freelance work. And uh, my plan was always to work at agencies and then go freelance whenever I we started having kids, my husband and I, uh, and, you know, work at home as a freelancer. And um, when I first got out of Portfolio Center, I interviewed at some places, but wound up getting hired as a freelancer right out of school. And I kind of fell in love with it because it was very flexible. And I got to work at a lot of various big agencies instead of just one. And um, and it was kind of exciting. You know, we actually, Kevin and I were flown down to Florida to work at West Wayne down there. That was really fun. You know, things like that. We, um, and then I, I wound up getting hired at um, some smaller agencies. One was Biglow and Eigel. And I learned a lot there about production because I was working kind of on the lower level and I had to get everything production ready. So every place I've worked, I learned a great deal. And then uh, I worked at a place called Cleburne Associates and then um, Denmark Advertising, which was a lot of fun. And that's where I, I learned a lot about the real estate and developers and things like that and um, and got to pick up some awards there. Um, and then uh, after that, I went freelance again because we had our daughter and um, started off kind of small. And then I guess as she grew, my business grew. Um, <laughs> I got a client called Campus Apartments just through word of mouth. And um, they started having about 30 properties and student living and then wound up having over 100. And so everything kind of grew on its own. And we started getting clients. And I eventually had to hire a team to kind of help me out all the work. It was great. Well, I remember that. <laughs> I got you were there. That team. <laughs> That's right. I have to um, attribute my freelance start to you because you were the one who said, come on in and we'll go take, we'll go do this and take a class here and you can just work with me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> awesome. It worked out really well and here we are. Like I said, we're telling age a few years later, um, you know, <laughs> successful entrepreneurs and doing our thing and have wonderful clients, right? Right. I always love taking you into it with me because you are very good at the uh, the marketing side and, and explaining the marketing while I can explain the creative. So I think that we make a good team when it comes to that. We do, and I think uh, we've both been blessed at this point to be able to bring each other in on, on projects and collaborate, and you, you know, you've got your wheelhouse, and I've got my wheelhouse, and we just kind of, we play off of each other. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. I I absolutely love it. Well, can you believe, <laughs> it's really cool to get to play that, um, can you believe it's already time to kind of trickle on out to our first break i can't believe it um so here we go friends you're listening to unstoppable with me and deborah duffy today on inspired choices network when we get back we're going to keep talking about entrepreneurship and living the life of your dreams we all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days by tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning into InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. 
now back to Unstoppable. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Unstoppable. I am Lindy Chafin-Start, and I am here today with an exciting day for me because I get to interview one of my dearest friends and cohorts in this crazy advertising industry and uh, and pick her brain and get her to open up and share with you about who she is and how she's here and what makes her tick and some of you out there may be giggling a little bit and that's okay because that's what it's all about. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad to have Deborah Duffy Hayes with me today. Um, yeah, we were talking about the industry and like move into that place of entrepreneurship after working in agencies. Um, You were starting out. Were you given any specific really great business advice that you remember and can share? Huh. Well, I I mean, not really about freelancing and starting my own business. I mean, my dad has a business, and so I kind of had an idea about how it's not that easy <clears throat> uh, to do, but um, I mean, I just kind of took everything that I had learned at all the different agencies I worked at, kind of mashed all of that great, you know, experience together and then used it to kind of be all of the, you know, all people to my clients because I had to be, you know, when you're freelancing and you're working for yourself, you're everybody in the agency when you're first starting out on your own, the you know, the account executive. Mm-hmm. The uh, creative director, the copywriter, um, times, you know, the media buyer even. So it's, uh, you know, many hats. But uh, I don't remember any specific advice except just, you know, all the advice that I got for various, from various bosses that I had at the different agencies that I worked at. Right, right. Did you, um, how were you at handling criticism back then? Well, that was one thing that we learned in um, at Portfolio Center early on. They taught you to kind of have a tough skin. I remember you would have you work. It, it was their their motto was the school that never sleeps because they would give you these huge projects and you'd stay up all night working on them. And then the next day they'd put them up on the wall, and they would tear down all the bad ideas off the wall and say, "This is just crap." And you know, this is how it is to work <laughs> at an agency. And you know, and you can you know pitch idea that you think is absolutely fabulous and you put blood sweat and tears into and that's the real world the client may not think it works for them there are a lot of really good ideas that get thrown away because clients you know don't think it's for their company uh so they taught us that at portfolio center to not take it personally and uh, i think that was such great experience because i was able to listen to criticism about my work and and keep it separate because it was, you know, it's not like I made a painting from, you know, my inner feel that, you know, came from my inner feelings and all this. It's just that I make a suggestion and, uh, you know, with the idea that it might not be the best for, you know, the client, if, you know, they don't think so. There are other times whenever it is a very good idea and a smart idea and you've got to convince the client, you know, that this is work. And, uh, I, I love it whenever I've worked with a client for a while and they become, they get more confidence in my work and then they start listening to my advice more and more. And, uh, and I, I consider that a really great client relationship, I guess. Right. They become more of a fan than they do a client. It makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Well, they just trust more. They trust my judgment more when things work. Yeah. It's wonderful. Sounds like you have some pretty terrific clients. I really do. I actually, I work with people they like, and I end up making friends with clients most of the time just because, you know, we, I'm very personal whenever, I mean, that's just my style of work. I'm just a very personal part, you know, person. I like to get to know you and your business as much as I can. I think it just makes me do a better job for you. But I just, I wind up becoming really close with the, my clients that I work with, most of them. Mm-hmm. I've had a, 
There have been one or two that have, you, you know, not, uh, it's been, you know, not very good relationship on, I mean, we haven't been good for each other and we've kind of had to break up. <laughs> Fair enough. It happens. It happens to the best mm-hmm. of us, right? Right. Yeah. But that's the beauty of working so, for yourself and being, that's the beauty of working for yourself and being, you know, as you say, authentic to yourself. You can, you know, kind of guide people to other agents that might help them a little bit better than you can or have a better working relationship. Yeah. Exactly. That makes complete sense. So do you think you get in the heads of your clients sometimes? Is it more intuitive or do you feel like it's more really just getting to know them as a friend and digging into their business and what they do and what they're trying to accomplish, their goals and all of that? Or a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. I just really like to get them talking about, you know, most most of these people that I work with, this is their passion. It's their, you know, their business. And uh, just to get them talking about it and, and learn as much as you can. You can't learn too much about someone's business. It's uh, And that's one of the great things about working in advertising. You get to learn so much about so many different businesses. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I like to get into their heads. I like to know what their expectations are and, and, you know, set that as our guidelines. And and go from there. Go from there. So, talking about business, so when, when it comes to your own business, what's the biggest sacrifice you've made in starting yours? Uh, sacrifice is vacations. <laughs> uh, you work, you work a lot on your vacations because a lot of times it's just been me and not a team. When I've had a team in place, um, and you know, designers come and go. There are a few that I've worked with, like Stephanie Hunt is amazing, you know, that with over and over again. Um, so when I have a team in place to help me with some overflow, I can take a break and go on vacation. But as you well know, because we've taken vacations <laughs> together, a lot of times uh, you have to what we call stop, drop, and roll if somebody needs something right away uh, and, you know, get that to them because it's their business and they need it now. And, you know, you've got to be, you know, making a sandcastle on the beach with your daughter while you're typing on your laptop with your toes to try to get it all done. But... Um, I am talk about a visual. To, yeah, <laughs> but I I've gotten into the groove the past few years, kind of you know giving, and I'm close enough to my biggest clients to let them give them a heads up and say, hey, I'm going out of town, so and so will be you while I'm gone. If you have any emergencies, let me know. But for the most part, you know, I need to get a tan, and you need to leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> And and you find, I mean, I know I've found that they're quite understanding, right? They're like, yeah, we get it. Go enjoy your time. Absolutely. Clients they're very, like that very too. respectful. Very respectful. About yeah, that's yes. nice. Good. Um, well, most of them. Now, so, I have, so. I have in the past, I have had someone actually call me on East Sunday, and I've had someone call me on Christmas Eve before, but that they're no longer my client. <laughs> I've had those moments too. I I I remember. Oh, oh my goodness, they are so funny, and that's okay. I mean, of it, right? You you have to set expectations with people, and they have you know if they're respectful of your expectations and you're respectful of theirs, everything works out. And if not, you get on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that's just how that works. Um. So so, what's the biggest lesson been so far? in your business? Well, setting boundaries, I guess, not letting it overrun your life. Um, setting it at your time that you're going to, now I'm saying this, but I don't always do this saying, I'm, you know, this is, I'm going to work from this time. And then after this o'clock, whatever I've set for myself, I'm going to, you know, go and time with family or, you know, go do something for myself, go on a walk, whatever. That's what I strive for. It's good. 
That's good. That's, That's so important. important. Balance is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's the hardest things that uh, small business owners can achieve is that balance. Really learning to turn the phone off after seven, like between seven p.m. and seven a.m. No messages, no phone calls. Like just, I need to have this downtime because if you don't, I mean, a creative person, right? Are you the same way? You like you have to step away from it in order to refresh your brain. Otherwise, you don't think to put in it. I have to do that absolutely all day long. I have to get up and move and go do something else. I need to go walk or just go outside and throw a ball for the dogs or something like that. That's one of the beauties of working at home is that you uh, there's always something to do. There's always something to get up and go do. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> always. Laundry, but, dishes. But, always. but I love the flexibility, too, of being able to do that, of being able to be a room mother, you know, at my daughter's school. So I can, you know, go and do something in the afternoon afternoon at school and then work later on that evening. Yes, exactly. So, so do you have great. a, um, yeah, do you have a particular style, a particular working style? I know we've touched on this a little bit, but... My style is casual <laughs> casual mm-hmm. personal uh getting uh, just getting to know people really well and building relationships i think that's so crucial in business i try to be oh yeah positive. absolutely i start off with something positive even if we're having to talk about something ultimately negative or, you know, even if I'm giving feedback to designers and, and if it's, you know, the design's not great, I always try to lead off with something positive first and say, this is a great start or something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I love working with you for that reason. You are very supportive when it comes to feedback and direction. It is super helpful. So I know it comes from history. So I appreciate that. So we are well, getting ready to, to our second break. Oh, thank you. You're very sweet. We're um. Can you believe we're mid-show already? It's time to go to our second break. Wow, <laughs> friends, you're you I know friends. It's you going fast. For hours. <laughs> oh, I know, and we're not we're not even talking work. We're talking just girlfriend stuff. <laughs> Oh, friends, you're listening to Unstoppable with with Lindy and Deborah today. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes and talk more about Deborah's history and what drives her to be the wonderful person that she is. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lindy Chafin-Start coming to you from the studio here in Atlanta, Georgia, and you're listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choice Network. Um, before we explore more of Deb Hayes and Deborah Hayes advertising, um, just let me throw out this offer. If you guys want to visit an appointment, have a conversation with either one of us, 
pop into the chat room. It's a call here. Ask away. We'll, we're happy to answer any questions you might have around marketing and advertising. Um, you can reach me on my website at www.unstoppablestart.com. And you can reach Deborah at debhayesadvertising.com. Both have those fabulous and wonderful contact sheets. Um, just fill that out and we'll get right back to you. So now on with our show. Um, so, <laughs> so Deb, I know your workspace inside and out because I've been in it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite thing about your workspace? My favorite thing about my workspace is that my dogs are always nearby. And they're always napping. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like yeah. that my workspace is virtual. I mean, it's, it's you know, with the Internet, my office is huge. It's as big as, you know, my as far away as my clients are because we have such great square where we can have meetings online. It's kind of like a conference room online. And so I like them all and cozy, and it has a little tiny fireplace, but I also like that it's huge and you know, outreaching, I guess. Yes, and the futon is, yes, the futon is down. I know one of your dogs likes to snuggle really, really close. Um. (laughs) Yes, actually bugs pile on me if I have to take a creative nap. They love to sleep on top of me. A lab and a chihuahua. (laughs) The the creative nap, I love it. Um, So you talk about your, you talk about your office being virtual. so, so your team, your team is spread out. But mm-hmm. I mean, what did you think when when it all became virtual? Tell, I want to know. Like, let's go back a minute and talk about when the world became digital and virtual, and you know, you could have a vendor that was in California work with you, or somebody up well, in Minnesota, or you know. It happened so gradually, I guess it wasn't, it was just kind of easing into it. Um, I mean, I'm always learning new stuff from you, digital, you know, digital, digital, digital wise and technology wise. But, um, cause you're, you know, great at technology and I, I just, tr- I tend to want to be a little old fashioned when it comes to that stuff. But, uh, I think it's amazing. And, you know, I kind of panicked whenever a great writer that I was using moved from Atlanta to L.A., but we're still working together, and he's great. It's just doesn't matter where you live anymore. You can all just kind of, you know, I, I do miss, you know, being able to go have coffee with him, but, you know, there's the phone, there's the Internet, and everything's immediate that's one thing that's changed a lot over the years is that everything is happening a lot faster and they're expecting things a lot faster because of oh that. yeah yeah definitely yeah especially the the generation that's coming up now the very active millennials and and the things that they love they love the immediate feedback and being part of process don't they yes yes they do I know you've seen that, especially with the Snapchat, the Snapchat filters that I know you create for one of your clients. Um, you know, that's all part of that process, right? Right. So, so you know, you, you, I can never thank you enough for what you have done for me and my life and how much gratitude I have for you and, you know, as, as I said, inviting me to join you on this journey, it's been a blast. And I had no idea that it was going to take me where it took me. Um, I feel quite successful. So, and I, I applaud your success, but I want to know what success means to you. Success, um, success means balance because I'm always striving for that. Um I mean, as far as business goes, I knew I'd made it when my my mentor, BA, asked me if I wanted to partner up, you know, and bring our clients together and and go into business together and, you know, share this beautiful office space that she had. 
I was really, I mean, it was very tempting and I was just jumping and leaping with joy. I couldn't believe that I was so flattered and I couldn't believe she would want to work with me, but I thought that was great. Um, we wound up doing something different, but um, that was when I knew that I had kind of, I don't I don't want to say made it because I don't think I'm ever going to make it, <laughs> but uh, it was really a big, <laughs> it was a big deal. It was so, it was the coolest thing. Um, Um, I remember whenever I hit my, uh, calorie goal or, or what I wanted to make, you know, my, my income goal, I, um, let myself be cocky for like five seconds and I got, or three minutes exactly, I got a treadmill and I listened to Beyonce's Run the World and I was like celebrating and being cocky <laughs> for about three minutes and then I thought, okay, I need to get back to work now and you know just uh start trying to hit that next goal that is hilarious it's so funny that you said that i was actually upstairs a little while ago and i asked the the google thing you know the little google bubble i said google who runs the world (laughs) girls okay awesome i'm glad we're on the same page it's a great great workout oh my goodness so, so, so the world, here we are talking about who runs the world. Um, what do you think the world needs more of these days? Therapy. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> op- I'm going to say optimism. Optimism, definitely. Yeah. Yes, there is a lot of negativity going around, isn't it? <laughs> Yes. Yes, definitely. We need to teach our kids. How, that how would you? Prom- they need to be optimistic. Yes. Amen. So here's here's a challenge for you. Here's an on the fly challenge. Are you ready? You're going to say no. I know you. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so how would you how would you market optimism? How would you how would you gain a following with optimism? <laughs> The optimism How movement. How would I market optimism? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There are a lot of companies. A lot of companies are really doing that. I saw this uh, speech given by. I wish I could remember his name. He wrote a book called "Good Is the New Cool." I think it is. I mean, I, okay. I, my I can't my memory is like foggy right now about that. But he was a great speaker. No, you're good. Talking about how. Uh, people are looking, especially millennials, that keyword, are looking to companies that mm-hmm. are doing a lot of good. And I think that's really optimism, marketing optimism right there. Uh, for instance, I think it was Adidas making shoes out of plastic. They find, you know, they come, they get out of the ocean and, um, other, there are companies that bring people, neighborhoods together as far as, you know, uh, people helping, you know, neighborhoods helping other neighborhoods and also matching people to volunteer opportunities. I think State Farm is doing that. Um, what else did I see that was great? Oh, we saw this great example of, it was in Denmark, this company that matched students who le- need places to live um, with seniors who needed company. And what they would do is in senior homes, uh, in retirement homes, they would there for free when they and they could do volunteer work around, you know, helping out with cooking and keeping the seniors company. And not only was it, you know, it it, it was this great relationship where both parties are, are helped immensely, but it taught these kids so much, you know, working with these seniors and learning so much from them. I think that's optimism right there. That's marketing optimism. Yeah. That's absolutely. such a great idea. I, I love it. I love ideas like that. Just my so client Barry brilliant. Nichols, who is the, my client my Barry Nichols, who's the vice president of university student living. She was at that uh presentation with me and we both walked there trying to figure out how we could do that. She wants to do that with her client. It was just so exciting. 
I had to throw Barry's name in there. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, of course. Cause hey, Barry. We, we love you. <laughs> and I could, you know what? I and can absolutely keen. see her just, just, just doing everything she could to get closer and closer and closer to this person to have this conversation, just edging her way up there inch by inch by inch so she could have this conversation and figure out do this. I can just see it. Oh, I can also see you taking her by the hand and going, come on. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. She's the most sensible person that I know. She's amazing. I know. I know. You both are so fabulous when it comes to being those extroverts. I don't know how you do it. You really don't. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of inspiration to be had in the world. So, where do, where's your go-to? Where do you? What do you do when you find yourself in a rut? A creative rut? Oh, um, mm-hmm. that happens a lot. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, <laughs> do something completely different and go to a different place. Go and stop thinking about it. Uh, the thing to do is oh, we have. We're going to have a break soon. But the best thing to do is, um, you know, if, if you are concentrating so hard on a problem and you can't come to any solution, stop thinking about it. Go do something completely different. Go to a movie or go shop for something uh, and stop thinking about it. And then when you go back to it, you're fresh, and then sometimes the idea comes. Now, sometimes there's time for that and there's a deadline and you've got to force the process. And then this is something that they taught us in school at Portfolio Center. You just, you have to get all these crappy ideas. The first ideas are always just the most expected. You got to just get them all out there. Just do them. And you have to, it's, you have to do this in the process to get past the first expected ideas and get them all out on paper. We call it vomiting it up, you know, just bleh, out there. And then, then when you're out of ideas, the big idea hits and then you've got something that's unexpected and, and great. Exactly. All right. So we're going to take one more quick break before the end of the show. Everybody, you are listening to Unstoppable with Lindy and today, two creative powerhouses and one unstoppable show. We'll be back in a minute. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unstoppable. This is Lindy Chapin-Start, and I have the privilege of interviewing Deborah Hayes with Deborah Hayes Advertising today. And it has been a fun, fun, fun show so far. I wish I could give you like a snippet of what I might do next week for next week's show, but um, it's not going to happen. I have no clue. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> Watch for the newsletter this weekend. <laughs> Check the Facebook feed. But as of right now, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want to talk about. If you have a topic you want to tackle, shoot me an email at lindychafin at att.net or visit the website unstoppablestart.com. Let me know what you want to talk about in advertising and marketing, and we'll we'll work it out, man. There's a lot going on, and as my producer loves to tell me, these mini workshops can just go on and on and on. So back to Deborah. Um, so before we went to break, we were talking about inspiration and finding a good place. Um, Deb, I know you and I have another friend in this business 
um, Rachel Keen, who and you've known much, much longer than oh, I'm giving away your age again, um, much, much longer. Than mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh my um, gosh. what is we, it about Rachel that, we, that inspires you? Well, she and I started out working at at Denmark Advertising together, and that I had found a partner in crime whenever she <laughs> liked practical effects as much as I do, mm-hmm. and we uh, we bonded over that quite a bit. <laughs> but uh, at the agency, um, but she uh, she went on, I went on to do other things, and she went on to do other things, and we were working together when she started her own marketing business push marketing and um well actually we worked together before that we worked together when she was uh vice president at um various student living um companies mm-hmm. and uh and now she's out on her own and she's got tons of clients and we just really enjoy working together sometimes um some of our exchanges need to be censored but <laughs> it's really kind of fun she's hilarious but we really, it's it's another example of you know relationships and working with people that you. It's just we really have a lot of fun together. That's good. You know, I I know people always say don't work with friends or family, but honestly, have found that working with friends um, makes working a lot more fun. You get to be more honest and real with people instead of trying to couch things and be sensitive. You can just get it there, right? Is that just me? No, exactly. I'm very, that's what I, my, you know, two of my biggest clients uh, are Rachel Keene and Barry Nichols and both friends and they both are very good at, they're both professional women. They're both very brilliant and they're good at, and you're good at this too, setting aside the personal to talk business and, you know, being professional when we're, you know, doing business stuff, but then, you know, and, and separate a little bit, you know, and, and then we can still go and, you know, do karaoke together, whatever. <laughs> exactly. And whatever you do, don't try to do karaoke, Rachel, because she'll kick your ass. Um, just saying. <laughs> or Deborah, for there. My gosh. Deborah in the rap category. Forget it, man. Hands down, she will kick your ass. Just saying. Um, I know. My husband told me, karaoke my husband told me one time girls. if, if it, My husband told me once that if I dedicated as much time to studying law as I did to learning rap lyrics that I would be a successful lawyer by now, but I prefer rap. (laughs) Amen. Another great way to get your message across, right? Exactly. So, so let's talk about just the more personal side of life before we show, we've got a few minutes left. So, what is your the trait your trait that you're most proud of? My trait that I'm most proud of probably generosity. I yeah. kind of want to share the success and help other people and their successes. Um, the women that I work with mm-hmm. the same way they uh, we kind of build other people up. It's only going to come. It's only going to come you know, bring good karma your way, but it also it just it's the right thing to do and it makes you feel good about yourself and it's just you know it's great you just generous um with you know sharing the work I the kudos I always tell my um the designers that I work with a lot of graphic designers are are building their portfolios and they really need work and I just tell them look you can take anything that you've ever worked on together or anything that you've worked on, you can take and put it in your portfolio. You don't have to give me credit even. I mean, just, and use that work because I had other people do that for me and I want to pay it forward. And then I want them to pay it forward when they get a little bit more successful out there. It's just um, building each other up, being generous. Absolutely. We have to stick together as women, don't we? As humans, I shouldn't even try to segment us. Humans, we have to stick together. I think oh, that's I, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I've worked with so a lot of So do you have a mantra who, that you live by? A lot of guys who are like that. Uh, my uh, mantra is, it's a lie. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Fear is like that one thing that can hold you back. It's 
right? Unless it's um, crickets and grasshoppers, and then those are really something. Weird. Those will try. They'll try. They'll try to kill you. I have a phobia <laughs> about those. <laughs> and nothing else. Don't Never fear. Will not be walking around. <laughs> You won't be walking around in the backyard barefooted. Is that what you're telling me? I shouldn't put that out there because someone's going to play a joke on me. No, it's all right. You'll be safe. And if they do play a joke on me, on you just call me and I'll kick their butts. Um, okay. So what do you do in the morning to start your day? To start my day... I pray first um, and kind of set my intentions for the day and drink coffee. And if I miss any of those, it throws off your day. I'd like to say that I get up and run three miles, but I don't. (laughs) But uh, praying and setting intentions, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's wonderful practice. Absolutely. So we're we're coming to a close already. I know the time has flown, so I'm going to have to have Deborah back on so we can actually talk shop for a minute. But before we go, Deborah, is there any any wisdom that you'd like to impart on our listeners about the industry, about being an entrepreneur, about living a passionate life? Um, don't think about it. Go out and do it. Just even when you're afraid, it's kind of like that feel the fear and do it anyway book that was popular for a while there. Uh, You need to just put it into action. And even if you don't feel ready, just, you know, do it because you've got got one life and you need to set those goals and reach them. That's right. And don't believe anyone who tells you. There's no way to do that. Don't believe anyone who tells you. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Amen. That is wonderful, brilliant advice. And behind you and beside you, 110% on that one. Um, Deborah, thank you so much for being here with me today. We are um, thank you. headed out. So everyone, everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you next week, day before Thanksgiving. Until then, be unstoppable. Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin-Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable.